hundred percent. It's, it's the optimal nutrition for babies, human milk. We wouldn't be here for the last, what, millions of years if mm -hmm. breast milk, if our bodies weren't able to create the perfect nutrition to have our infants thrive on. So we're still making the same milk that we have for thousands of years. And Hello, my name is Jen Boulay, also known as the lactation expert, and I'm a maternity nurse helping women with breastfeeding, and you're watching Folks Alert. Welcome to Folks Alert. I'm Kiko Jen Boulay. How Hello. are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good. Looks like you're doing fine. I like your background. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how have you been? Been good. Been very busy, extremely busy. So lots Man. going on, lots of moving parts, kids, family, second job, everything. And I hear the dog. Yes. I, I'm I, sorry. I have two dogs. They're, they're in the background. That's, that's fine. How many dogs do you have? I have two. I have a golden retriever and then a black mouth cur that we adopted. Hmm. Okay. So you got a whole family going on. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now you are, listen, I found you on Instagram, right? I was on, mm -hmm. I don't know what I was doing and I stumbled on your page mm -hmm. and you were doing well, no, I stumbled. I saw a, a video with a baby showing how a baby to burp. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And obviously, I, I clicked on your page and I started going through your page. And you had this whole thing that you do on your page about, you know, breastfeeding, and newborn, how to burp the baby, the whole the whole nine yard. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's only up until today when I was preparing for this interview, I realized that you're actually a nurse. Correct. How long have you been a nurse? Um, going on 11 years in July. Wow. Yep. Why did you, why did, how did you decide to be a nurse? Well, not how did you decide? Why, why did you decide to be a nurse? Th that should probably be the question. Yeah. Um, originally I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted something where I was one-on-one -on -one with people and I didn't get into a physical therapy program and my father at the time was working for a local college and they had a nursing program open and I applied just on a whim. And within the first semester, I just knew it was going to be my passion and I love helping others. I'm very compassionate and I love to teach. Um, I learned that through nursing because it is a lot of teaching. So that really kind of 
started my path. And then the best thing about nursing is there's so many different areas that you can go into. Originally, I thought I wanted to be a flight nurse. And then somebody was like, have you ever been on a helicopter? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, you know, maybe you should try that first before you want to be a flight nurse. <laughs> so that definitely didn't work out. And I just, after I knew I always loved women's health and um, everything related to birth and babies and breastfeeding and all of that really, I, I really enjoyed. And so after I had my first son, I had a lot of struggles and I wanted to be able to help women and share my struggles and be able to empathize with them and mm -hmm. teach them of the tips and tricks that I found helpful. So ever since then, um, that was about eight years ago, I've been doing um, maternity nursing. So I started in postpartum and now I'm actually a supervisor over postpartum and NICU. Mm -hmm. And I also help transition the babies for those first two to three hours after birth as well. Um, the only thing I haven't done is labor and delivery just because it just didn't work out. It wasn't in the cards. And I have learned a lot working with the other nurses on the maternity unit. But I feel like postpartum and breast, you know, all the things that happen with breastfeeding and the teaching, that's where my heart is on the right. postpartum side. Yep. Let me ask you this. How many mm -hmm. kids do you have? Three. You have three, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is every time the same or it's every every time you had your your kids is it different all the time yeah different every time experience. every pregnancy was different every breastfeeding experience was a little different everything is unique in its own way and just finding the different ways to work with each circumstance is what's going to help women just be successful okay for you mm -hmm. you're a nurse mm -hmm. right you're a nurse by right. trade that's your profession Correct. how different is it for you to be the patient, right? Because you're mm -hmm. usually the one coming in before you mm -hmm. became a supervisor and attending to new mothers or mothers to be. Mm -hmm. Now you're the patient, and you know, first time you're there and you're you're having your first your first kid. Mm -hmm. Was it was it do you was it uncomfortable? Like you want to be the nurse to yourself, and you have to remind yourself, well, you're not on the clock today, Jen. You are mm -hmm. you are you are. You are getting ready to give a baby. Relax. Did your colleagues right. have to tell you, hey, okay, just, just, it's okay. Well, at the time when I had um, my first son, uh -huh. I was actually a, still a cardiac nurse. So I was working on a cardiac um, unit. So I had no idea what anything of birth actually was like and had nothing right. to compare to. So I had a lot of nurses that were very honest and they were like, hey, so we know you're a nurse but you're not a maternity nurse and this is all new. So we're just going to treat you like a new mom. So don't do anything nursing related. So they were, that was, that I appreciated because I didn't know anything at the time. Everything was brand new. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Now going through your, your experience as a new mom, then becoming, you know, you have three kids now, you know, when I look at you, listen, when I had my first, my first kid, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all foreign to me. Um, even being in that delivery room, you know, it right. never gets, it, it's all, it's even the first time, second time, it's, it's still new. Right. 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 How, Absolutely. And you give all this information, your page, right? Mm -hmm. It comes naturally for you. Is it based upon what you've gone through and what you've seen other 
new moms as being a nurse dealt with and you figure well let me just offer this information to the public because either they're going to google or they're going to be looking all night trying to find this information yeah absolutely correct i just want to give some real real life breastfeeding tips uh -huh. because in the end you you see some of these pages and they're posting cdc guidelines and some things and don't do this don't do that but in the end like i want to give you like the real tips that are going to help you um, you know, be successful. Somebody might not want to say, you know, they might not want to mention, you know, to do these things. And then you wish you could go back. I don't want anybody to have to deal with the trial and error that I went through. I want to help them prevent that right from the beginning and just have everything that they need to be successful. Breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Some may think it's easy, right? But it's, there's a certain way you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And you may even talk to a, a new mom, even yourself. Right. Is it yeah. kind of, here's the word, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word in order to, to convey what I'm trying to say. Mm. Some, some moms, some female may be embarrassed that, you know, to ask to say, how do you actually breastfeed the baby? Mm -hmm. Right. And, yeah. You know, and what I love about your Instagram page, you make it comfortable. Listen, I'm not a female, but I, I know right. women know their body and, you know, they may not ne being a new mom. They may not necessarily know or have someone they can go to. Mm -hmm. You make that process very easy for them to, to say, OK, this is how you do it without right. them being embarrassed or intimidated. Is it the, is it the caring part of, of Jen that, that conveys that so well? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think I just like to, to listen to everyone and really see what their goals are and make them, make them feel comfortable in what they're doing. Right. Like not, not feeling like, Oh no, you shouldn't do that. Don't do it that way. You know, that's why I'm always asking if they can do something first. Like if I'm at the bedside, Hey, do you mind showing me you latching baby? And then, you know, if there's something that's not working, I can help you try and fix it and things like that. And, um, and yeah, just being like a good cheerleader for them. I was a cheerleader in high school. So I think that's like part of my personality is I'm super motivating and I I'm always rooting them on for any small success that you're going to go through with breastfeeding. I'm going to root you on and cheer for you because it can be hard. It mm -hmm. No, it definitely can. And each, like we talked about, each circumstance, each breastfeeding journey is so different. Okay. Tell me this. You know, breastfeeding, you know, I went to the, I did go to the CDC website okay, <laughs> and looked up. I, I did. I get, listen, I got to do my homework. <laughs> they, according to, and listen, don't be mad at me. According to, the, according to the CDC, they say breastfeeding is the best way for a, a healthy baby, not only for the baby, but also for the mother. Mm -hmm. How do you, and then we have these over the counter, you know, milk and nutrition for babies. Is that good as well? I mean, or, in or the, you, or you would, for you, I, I, oh, mean, for I, me. don't, I, I don't, I'm not, don't give me your nurse opinion, just from your opinion, right? For me. Would okay. You say breastfeeding is way more better than getting over the counter, you know, breastfeeding milk. 
hundred percent. It's, it's the optimal nutrition for babies, human milk. We wouldn't be here for the last, what, millions of years if mm -hmm. breast milk, if our bodies weren't able to create the perfect nutrition to have our infants thrive on. So we're still making the same milk that we have for thousands of years. And it's the perfect nutrition for your baby. I mean, you could eat a slice of pizza. It's not the best, you know, nutrition, but your body is going to still create the best nutritional um, milk and food for your baby. And that's why I, I think it's truly the best. And I want all moms to give breast milk as much as possible and in any amount possible. Okay, you may have a, a, a mother to be or a mother right now, and they may not be comfortable with the breast, you know, breastfeeding. And some mm -hmm. women don't breastfeed for whatever right. reason. Right. Uh, but that is probably the best nutrition you can give your child. Absolutely, 100%. The first, the first ingredient in formula is um, high fructose corn syrup. So. Okay. okay. Yep. If you look right in, if you look right on the bottle of like, you know, um, the ready-made formulas, that's what mm -hmm. it is. We see them separate on the shelf and ultimately, you know, um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me on my page about fed is best. And, you know, people, um, really are encouraging like, Hey, well, some moms can't breastfeed. And I understand that. But if you are a mom that really truly wants to breastfeed my pages for you, if you want to do combination, there are plenty of other pages that you can go to, to learn about combo feeding, but I'm there to help the moms that were like myself, that were ready to do anything and everything to be able to exclusively breastfeed and give the optimal nutrition for my baby and make sure I had a supply to last them for a minimum of a year. When you say combo feeding, you're talking about over-the-counter breast breastfeeding milk and breastfeeding milk from the mother. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So anytime that they're using um, just formula, any other type of supplementation, like donor milk, I wouldn't consider because if you're not giving any formula, donor milk is still exclusively breastfeeding. It's just from other women. So it's not the exact nutrients that your baby needs at that time, but it doesn't mean that it's not nutritious. But yes, for, for combo feeding, I'm meaning someone that's supplementing with, with formula and breast milk. Uh, you just said donor, donor feeding. Well, mm -hmm. donor milk coming from mm -hmm. other mothers. I don't know how I feel about that because you, you've carried a baby inside of you for nine months mm -hmm. and all that baby has had is nutrition, nutrient is coming from you. Mm -hmm. So they're already used to that, that natural nutrient that's coming from the mother. Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't it be kind of, I, I don't know what the health risks are of using mm -hmm. donor milk. Right. Um, ultimately, there are risks and there's two different ways you can do donor milk. You can reach out to local groups of women in your community that are very, have very abundant supplies and are willing to get to know you and offer their breast milk. And then there's also breast milk banks, um, like the one here in Texas, the Austin Milk Bank. And you can get breast milk through them, but it's very expensive and it is all pasteurized. So moms bring in their milk. And then they combine it all together and it goes through this very long pasteurizing process. All of those moms are, you know, to make sure all their records are negative for anything such as like um, HIV, um, 
any type of any type of um, blood disorders or anything like that that would be contagious that could pass through the milk, they all have to be negative for that in order to be donors. Um, but that milk is very expensive. Um, the last thing I knew, it could be up to like $30 per ounce, which I mean, babies on average take like three to six ounces per feeding, depending on how old they are. So it's not very cost effective. Jen, this is this is a business. Um, is yeah. Really, well, is that really a business? Mm -hmm. Yep. There's milk banks all over the country. I must be out of the loop. Mm hmm. Yeah, there it's um, some don't allow you to purchase outright from outside the community. Most of them just work with hospitals hospitals um, to provide the breast milk, mostly to NICU infants because of the high um, of neck, which is the necrotizing. It's the, it's, what is it? Um, I, I, in NICU, it's one of the things that happens to their gut and you want as many preterm infants to get breast milk as much as possible because okay. it lowers the risk. So that's why a lot of these milk banks, they donate, um, they work with the hospitals and they get the breast milk. So those NICU preterm babies, those early 22 weeker babies are right. getting only breast milk. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. That part, yeah. I, that part I get, that part mm -hmm. I get, but I didn't know that it was like an outside business. You know, mm -hmm. we was talking during the pre-interview. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're an advocate for breastfeeding mm -hmm. and you know, I've seen some females and some mothers breastfeed on social media breastfeed mm -hmm. you know on in public and yep. some people have a problem with that they do talk to me about that what's your thoughts on that um so my thoughts is it's your legal right to breastfeed in public if you if you so choose and again i did it However, I did not do it with my first right away just because I think it really comes back to a, a confidence issue. If you're having any issues with breastfeeding, if you're using something such as a nipple shield or anything like that, it makes it, you have so much more anxiety doing that in public. It's when you have that confidence and no issues with latching that I feel like more women can breastfeed in public. Um, and then again, it's a, it's a personal choice. If women don't wanna do it, you don't have to, but it is your le it is your legal right if you want to. And but um, I think our society now, you know, sexualizes breasts so much that if a mom is is nursing, um, you know, people aren't afraid to say something, you know, to you. And I never personally had anybody say anything to um, when I was breastfeeding in public, but I was also more discreet about it. Um, I have seen women. So I used to always wear like a sports bra and pull up from the bottom and then nurse my child. So you couldn't see any of the top of my breast, but there are some people that just pull and they, you can see a lot more breast tissue in the baby nursing. So there's different ways of breastfeeding in public too. You can also use covers and things like that. But um, in the end, I feel like it's just like a cultural thing. People feel like you're, you know, you're distracting other people, but in the end, I'm just, just, you're just feeding your baby and you're doing what's very natural and you're just going to do it to your comfort if you feel comfortable or not. I think society is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a society problem. Absolutely. You know, people shouldn't be uncomfortable because you're attending to your child. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what they, what their issue is, but you know, they make it a big deal even on TikTok. Yeah. On, on, I don't know. I haven't seen it much on Instagram, 
But on mm-hmm. TikTok, they they make that stuff a big deal. Really? Over, uh, over, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not on TikTok. Um, <laughs> why, I just... why aren't you on TikTok, Jen? Um, You're young enough know. to be on TikTok. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, Thank you. you. You are. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to focus on, I think I have a really good, um, I've built a lot of trust with people on Instagram and I just like, um, the ease of the app and doing things and going live. And I tried TikTok and I was just getting more confused on using it. I just wanted to focus on a few things. So I'm basically just on, you know, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook mostly. And then my email list and things like that. I just didn't want to get my hands in too many areas and then just Mm -hmm. be so overwhelmed. But I think there's a lot of younger generations though on TikTok, and that's why because they're triggered very easily about things like that and they're not afraid to say something because they're behind a phone you know they could be anonymous they don't know that person but telling <laughs> them to their face is a lot different you know listen, <laughs> listen, there, listen there, there's a lot going on over there a lot and it's it, it took me a it was a learning curve for me over there i just mm-hmm. listen i just post clips to my the podcast and i just keep yeah. it moving I don't get caught up in it, all the other stuff that they do over there, but right. I, I agree. I agree with you on the point of, um, you know, you want to be focused on what you focus on, and, and other social media can can distract you, right? And you yeah. do a good, you do a good job on Instagram, so I would I would stick to the Instagram and do your two step over there. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's, and I'm fine with that. You know, eventually maybe one day I'll get on TikTok, but I didn't want to get overwhelmed posting to every different area and, you know, still working full time, want to still be present for my husband and my kids and not be attached to my phone 24 seven because wanna, it definitely gets you. Definitely. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to play a video for you, right? Okay. This, this is the video that kind of like, uh, well, no, no, no. I, I, you know, well, yeah, you know what? Let me let me play this video for you, because this okay. is the video that kind of got me on top of your page, mm-hmm. and I was like, let me reach, let me reach out to her, you know. Let me play this video. We'll come back. We'll talk. Okay. My, my favorite way of burping a baby is to sit the baby. Oh, there he goes, and he burped right on you. <laughs> wow! It only took you two seconds, and I wasn't even patting you. You simply engage. Your abdominals, to, by lifting your head up, he activates the abdominals and the burp comes out. Not self burping, okay? Naturally. <laughs> my, my favorite I, way of burping a baby is to sit the baby. Oh, oh, let me turn that off. Now, you share a lot of content on your page from mm-hmm. other creators, anything to do with babies. Right. Uh, is that deliberate? Do you want yes. to share information any information you come across is useful you share because, it on your page yeah i think it's a sense of community if uh-huh. um i mean i do this i do this all the time but to ask you know to ask somebody to take a video of their baby and post it on there she's already done that so why take the extra time and energy to make something exactly like it when hers was perfect and it mm-hmm. showed the exact thing that i would want to share because it's such a it's such a great video and it definitely helps babies to burp. I love burping babies like that over my knee. I do it all the time. And I thought she had a fantastic video and I always tag people in their original work. It's up at the top and I let people know this isn't my video, this is theirs. And I wanted to share because I think it's valuable and I think you'll be able to learn from it. And I, I think that's a great idea. I don't think I have to make 
every single video um, for, for content. I love sharing everybody else's because I think that's truly important too for some of those important tips and tricks such as that one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I want to talk to you about breast pump, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's a few out there, but before we, before I even talk to you about breast pump, I want to play this video from you talking okay. about breast pump. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Can I do that? Okay. Sure. Go right ahead. Number one is you want to bring your breast pump to the hospital. I have seen many different circumstances where nobody was able to bring a breast pump to the mom, especially in that first golden hour if their baby was admitted to NICU and they had a C-section. So I always tell moms to pack their breast pump just in case. Number two is you wanna make sure you have the correct flange size. This is super important and very crucial for comfort and optimal milk supply. So right here I have a 24 and a 28 millimeter, which is standard, but you wanna make sure you measure your correct size during pregnancy so you have the correct size when you go to the hospital just in case you need your breast pump. Number three is you wanna complete the letdown mode for the full two minutes. So you're gonna press power and then you're gonna hit the letdown button and do that for a full two minutes. Number four is you wanna pump for another 15 to 20 minutes. So just sit back and relax while you pump and then play with your settings a little bit. So sometimes you can lower the cycle setting and that's the speed and then you can also adjust the vacuum. You wanna make sure it's comfortable and a nice light tugging, not pulling or too painful. So number five is you wanna hand express for the last 15 to 20 minutes after pumping. So you're gonna do some gentle massage, kind of pull all that colostrum forward towards the front of the breast and then do this until your breasts are empty and that will be a full feeding. Question. Okay. Yeah. Breastfeeding. So if mm -hmm. mothers are uncomfortable or mm -hmm. may not get used to breastfeeding, would you suggest they pump and then use the bottle? Yeah, absolutely. Because in the end, even exclusively pumping is still exclusively breastfeeding because you're right. not giving any other nutrition except breast milk. And some moms want to do that, but also it's important to educate them that in the beginning, um, it is a lot harder to get out the colostrum because it's thicker. Um, it's okay to pump in the first 24 hours. I've heard people say like, oh, I was told you shouldn't pump at all until like six weeks. And that's not true. It depends on your goals and what you plan to do at home. But some moms, yeah, they, they need to pump right away, but your hands will get out more of that colostrum in the beginning. So that's why I recommend if moms do need to pump to hand express after to get that, um, to get that colostrum out so they can give it to their baby and just exclusively pump. And that's that's fantastic as well. Hmm. Well, hey, listen, you know, you have a lot of breast pump out there, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So and many on talking, the market. Yeah, it's you were incredible. talking about the measurement of the, you know, the size, the cup size. Yeah. You know, is there one you prefer over the other? When if someone, do you mean breast if, pump? If, if breast pump? If a mother's looking for a particular mm -hmm. looking for a breast pump in the market there's so much to pick from it's like newborn babies there's so much things to pick from you know how do you decide to pick mm -hmm. the right breast pump and you're talking about the getting the colossus out i'm assuming mm -hmm. that's the the beginning of the the, the milk beginning that comes out. right mm -hmm. yeah for like the first like three to five days is that colostrum. And then um, it's kind of like a transitional milk in the beginning. It will still be kind of yellow. And then in the next few weeks, it kind of turns to like a pure white 
kind of bluish tinted milk. And then that's your mature breast milk. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved the Spectra S2 pump. It was my go-to. It's um, You want to make sure you get a breast pump that's hospital grade, that is not going to lose suction. Um, also that has, um, it comes with all, all the parts, you know, usually the tubing, the flanges, and everything like that. And um, just one that's a closed nursing system, a closed pumping system. So the Spectra, it has these little cups on the end that go from the tubing to the bottle. It's like a, it's in between and it actually prevents all the condensation from your breast milk to go back to the pump and prevents um, contamination. So that's uh, also important too. So that's called a closed system breast pump. So that's the Spectra right there. And one? most- Okay, this is the one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, the Spectra. That's the Spectra S2. That's my go-to breast pump. Um, Medell is also a great brand, Lansano. A lot of these hands-free pumps, though, um, I'm having a lot of moms have issues because you can order breast pumps for um, very, very cheap now off of Amazon, and they're coming from China and all other countries, and they're not hospital-grade pumps. They're, they're losing suction. They're breaking early. Um, people they're, they're just not, if you want a good supply of milk, I would recommend against them, especially in the beginning, because you really need something that has good continuous strong suction. And that is going to be um, able to work with your colostrum in the beginning. And those, those hands-free pumps aren't, do, do not work well. Um, because just think of it as like a flashlight, you put batteries in a flashlight, you know, over time you're using that flashlight and those batteries are going to eventually drain out. Think right. of that same thing with uh, the hands-free breast pumps, especially I'm mostly talking about some of these one like mom cozy and things off of that you can get off Amazon. Those batteries are eventually dying. No matter how many, how many times you charge them, they're going to be losing power the longer you use them. And if you're pumping or if you're exclusive pumper, you using that, you know, it could be eight to 12 times every 24 hours. So that's a lot of use. So that's why you, you know, you really want to get a well-made one or just go with, um, you know, the Spectra or the Medela or one that plugs into an outlet. So, you know, there's continuous power and you're not going to have issues with suction. Right, right. Yeah. Aside from breastfeeding and uh, being a nurse, mm -hmm. how is being a mom of three change your life? Busy. <laughs> very, very busy. Um, my kids, uh, my boys actually just started soccer this week. So soccer has started, my daughter's doing dance. So, you know, and as a nurse, your schedule is never the same. So that has been very difficult as well. And then running a side business is also hard. <laughs> so a lot of moving parts and, you know, just being, just being grateful. Any, anybody that I can help, I'm just, that's, it just warms my soul to, to help moms. You know, when I get that feedback from them telling me that my page has helped them to be able to continue breastfeeding and I've answered all their questions and they're so thankful. That's what makes it all worth it. Yeah. We're coming, we're coming out of a pandemic and you being a cardiac nurse, um, mm -hmm. were you working during that time? No. So, um, Oh, working. Yes. Working. Yes. I was there during that time. And that was, um, that was a very weird time, especially for breastfeeding moms because you know, everybody was, you know, we're all scared in the beginning. Nobody knows what's happening. So right. nobody wanted to interact one-on-one -on -one with, with patients, especially if they had COVID, right. you know, everybody was like gowned up and it takes a lot more work to go in there. And then with the babies, it, it was just such this disconnect 
So a lot of the moms that I'm um, that I'm working with, they actually had a baby um, through COVID and they felt like they didn't have enough support. Nobody wanted to help them. And there was lack of resources like pumps and things like that. So there was a lot of things that kind of happened during that time. So I'm glad we're kind of on moving, moving forward past that. But even for you coming home, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you go to work, you come home, you mm -hmm. have to worry about bringing, you know, something home to your kids, your family. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but in the end, that's why I became a nurse is to take care of other people. So take I would come home people. and you know, that's, that's my passion. So they all knew that. So they all knew to not kind of touch me when I came home, took my shoes off in the garage. You know, sometimes, you know, in the, in the very beginning, if right. I was the one to take COVID patients that day, I was like, stripping in the garage and jumping right in the shower nobody touched me clothes right in the laundry right. and now for what we know i'm like it's it was you know i was like oh that was kind of crazy but you know we didn't know at the time so here's one of the plus about having a, a nurse in a home you know mm -hmm. you're the go-to person someone mm -hmm. gets a fever a cold a cut they go to mom Right. right. Always. <laughs> Always. I'm actually like the neighborhood nurse too. Like I have really? very close with all my neighbors and they'll text me and they'll be like, Hey, so-and-so just got a gash in their hand. Can you come help? And I'm like, I got my whole tactical bag with all my, <laughs> all my supplies. I'm like the go-to girl. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Jen Boulay. Hey, yep. I love the conversation. Yeah. You are more than welcome to come back anytime you want. Uh, we can awesome. talk about you know hey uh, I, I, I love to have you back because there's a lot of things that's going on medical oh, yeah. things that's going on you can get i'd love to get your reaction to some of those things you know absolutely but it was it was good man you know it was good it was a good conversation i enjoyed yeah. it thank you thank you so much for having me i appreciate it anything to anything to uh, have some great conversations and have women feel more comfortable with breastfeeding and know that you know, it's it's hard, but there's some things that you can do to make it easier, more enjoyable. Definitely. You have mm -hmm. a side business. Does is your side business connected to your your um, nursing and breastfeeding? Uh, yes. So I actually um, created an LLC and it's just a lactation expert. And I created a course to help women right from the beginning be successful from you know, right from birth, set a good foundation for their milk supply, you know, to know how to overcome any of those challenges, such as jaundice, a baby with low blood sugars, NICU baby, and help them stay exclusively breastfeeding and stay on track. And I created breastfeeding plans. So instead of a birth plan, I created breastfeeding plans so that they can stay on track and know, you know, in the beginning how to stay exclusively breastfeeding, you know, what, what's normal for weight loss, what's normal for jaundice based off your baby's age when they were born and so much more and i kind of go through the whole thing jaundice. with them i haven't heard that in a long time i had jaundice like really? yeah i had it oh my gosh i hear it every ago. day <laughs> I've not, i haven't heard that in a long time yeah like they actually recently the, yeah the american academy of pediatrics actually changed the the jaundice guidelines just last year so it they now align with when mom's milk comes in which mm -hmm. is perfect because before okay. they weren't that and then it was um we were supplementing with babies unnecessarily with formula gotcha gotcha wonderful yeah. jen boulet it was a pleasure you're more than welcome to come back anytime you want uh, awesome. and i'll be i'll be watching your instagram live 
Thank you. Yep, that's tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, you have a schedule. Oh, yeah, it's every Thursday at 8 p.m. So every Thursday, 8 p.m. Instagram time, 8 p.m. Central Time. Central Time. Okay, yep. Central uh, Time. My, okay. uh, breastfeeding, my breastfeeding Q&A that's live every, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Every Thursday. All right, wonderful. Mm -hmm. I will be checking you out. Okay, awesome. All right, you take care. All right, thank you, Kiko. All right, bye. Bye.